this week's Two Cents podcast, we will tackle the topic navigating through uncertain times. You, as business leader, executive, or board member, are tasked to navigate your organization through this pandemic. With the pandemic continuing in 2021, you not only have your business challenges to take care of, now the element of your community, your people, your family, are in need for more and more support. You may have your children at home and now need to split your time teaching them, whilst the work pressure continues to increase. You may be confronted with possible redundancy challenges within your organization. Maybe it's the second bubble you're going through. Maybe this actually impacts yourself directly. You're going to lose your job or you're, you're in the process of losing your job. You may feel some anxiety and trust challenges, which are normal getting into situations like this. But how do you navigate yourself and the people around you through uncertainty? My name is Raheem Glamley, your host for today. Our expert today is Sally Anderson Jean. Sally runs the DNA Executive C Suite and High Level Influencer Practice. She specializes in cultural transformation and is a real expert when it comes to helping people regain an empowered state of mind. Sally, what are the two cents you'd like to share on this topic of navigating yourself and your organization through uncertainty? So, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast recently by Brene Brown and uh, Simon Sinek, and uh, quite a powerful combination. And he's just written a book uh, called uh, Developing the Infinite Mindset. And part of their dialogue was, uh, given that she's known for her um, uh, work around vulnerability, vulnerability in the context of business is not something that is the norm. Uh, she's had some, uh, for those listeners out there, if they haven't uh, listened to anything of Brene Brown's, highly recommend that you do so. She speaks about embracing vulnerability. So the dialogue between the two, as far as a resource is concerned, I'd highly recommend your listeners to check out that latest interview. It only was released this week. But the, the context of the dialogue was, uh, and in the context of the question that's being asked, why do uh, you believe leaders struggle with navigating uncertainty? We live in a disassociated society. We were born uh, fearless, we were born intuitive, and we were born connected. And then uh, in the early stages of our childhood, we separate. So uh, just because you're a leader doesn't mean that you're de uh, devoid of your conditioning from your past. So uh, most people are disconnected. We live in a society, although there's a viral pandemic going on right now, there's actually a fear pandemic. And most leaders are used to being in control. And so when they're out of control, uh, they view that as not a good thing. Yet the irony, when you're in control, it's limited and everything's contextual. There's obviously the positive aspect of control versus the disempowered aspect of control. The disempowered aspect of control is what I'm talking about. Um, so I talk about the three-legged stool as, as an analogy. Most leaders are highly, highly uh, competent, unconsciously competent in the area of linear, traditional linear leadership skills. They'd yawn at the prospect of yet another leadership training, another leadership retreat, because they're already unconsciously competent in that particular field. That's the first leg of the stool, and that leg of the stool is very, very solid. Second leg of the stool is subject matter expertise. That leg of the stool also is very uh, solid because they wouldn't have attained the level of leadership that they have uh, had they not been a particular expert in a particular field. So that leg of the stool is very solid. Uh, and they're unconsciously competent in that uh, leg. The third leg of the stool, however, is the non-linear, non-traditional leadership skills, which are all the soft skills, the human skills, the behavioral change, the mindset change. Usually that is the weakest leg of the stool uh, due to uh, when we've got the time, when we've got the budget, which is hardly ever, 
um, kind of like a nice to have, uh, but it's not a critical element up until now. Um, and so that's the weakest leg of the stool. And it's also the weakest leg of the stool where sustainability is concerned. I specialize in, from a personal and professional development standpoint, not only if you're going to invest money to change, how do you make it sustainable? So sustainable transformation is my thing. So that leg of the stool uh, is the weakest. Now, prior to COVID-19, uh, it is questionable uh, whether leaders uh, were willing and open. It's kind of like, can you come into my organization and just fix my people? Um, those at the highest level of leadership didn't really want to have to look at themselves, no disrespect. Um, but it is mission critical if you're going to evolve your consciousness as a leader to embrace the non-linear aspects of traditional leadership. I believe traditional leadership as we know it is dead. Uh, that has been highly, highly highlighted <laughs> due to the pandemic that's going on uh, because uh, most leaders don't know how to navigate this thing called uncertainty. And yet the irony, all of the magic, all of the miracles, the slipstream, the vortex lies in uncertainty. Uh, if you're a change agent, it's your responsibility to go to everything that you're confronted by, resistant of, uh, and see it for what it is. It's an opportunity for growth. Uh, but in a lot of instances, uh, obviously, um, uh, leaders are finding uh, that they're in unfamiliar territory. So there was a LinkedIn survey done recently about leading uh, during COVID-19. And there were some pretty interesting stats. And I just want to kind of like relay that before I get back into the dialogue with you. So 69% of the leaders found uh, that this experience has been the most challenging experience in their career. 72% uh, struggled with having all of the answers. You know, that it's unprecedented uh, the amount of leaders, especially at the highest level, that are in a situation where they're expected to have all the answers for their shareholders, for the stakeholders, for their employees, for their, for their wives, their husbands, their children. I mean, they are the go-to point and they're supposed to have answers for everything. And it's superhuman, the expectations on these people. 52% at times uh, doubted their ability to lead. 58% uh, found leading virtually really challenging. 56% uh, uh, found that the pandemic has harmed their mental health and 41% uh, are experiencing a high level of stress. I read an article this week on mental health uh, in the leadership context is a taboo subject. Um, and that is a concern for me because whilst they are navigating this uncertain territory, there are a lot of uh, issues that are being raised uh, but never spoken about. And who did the leaders talk to? Who in their quiet moments do they turn to uh, when they are questioning uh, what is going on for them? And personally, uh, I'm on a bit of a mission to be able to support those leaders on knowing how to navigate instead of just surviving this experience, how do we thrive through this experience? Um, so. Love the move from survive to thrive, Sally. Great stuff. Um, it gives, actually gives a good bridge to my next question. We have established the need to evolve ourselves handling pressure from the outside and the pressure we give ourselves, we put on ourselves from the inside. What can leaders do right now to shift from a disempowered state to a renewed empowered state and turn uncertainty into an opportunity? Sure. Um, my go-to point always uh, in my own experience of my own life and in the thousands of uh, leaders that I've had the privilege to coach is the hero's journey. Uh, so for your listeners, if they're not familiar with the hero's journey, I would highly recommend that they go and check that out. 
Uh, so Joseph Campbell was a philosopher and he came up with the 12 steps um, of transformation uh, termed the hero's journey. And if you were to look at the different phases uh, and ironically enough, every single movie that you watch, every single uh, child's movie specifically, uh, but every movie it actually follows, follows the steps of the hero's journey. Um, we, it's debatable, but we are all here. We all have individual life experiences, individual life apprenticeships. And uh, sometimes we can view these acts of God, tornadoes, hurricanes, tsunamis, uh, earthquakes, fires, uh, pandemics, uh, as something that is, uh, obviously there's the, the negative aspect, which is the devastation, but there's also the positive aspect. We live, as I mentioned before, in a very disassociated society. Uh, i.e. it's not just leaders that are finding it difficult to navigate uncertainty, it's the, it's the human race as we know it. Uh, this particular pandemic has uh, highlighted anything that was um, untoward prior to COVID, you could probably uh, operate over the top of it, but uh, now COVID is hitting, you know, with the shutdowns and so forth, it is bringing to the surface, um, you know, pe people who had addictions or, you know, if there were mental health issues or everything's just kind of like escalated and highlighted. Um, so I believe there's a conscious awakening going on on the planet. Um, people are being forced to wake up. If you weren't willing to grow, evolve, or change before, you're now being forced to. And from a leadership standpoint, I believe uh, all of the new, new possibilities lie in the unknown domain. But most people aren't familiar in that domain. So if you were to look at the hero's journey and the 12 stages of transformation and actually work out where you are on that spectrum, it is very, very powerful. Um, you can Google it online. Uh, there's a lot of reference points to the hero's journey. I believe as a leader, it's critically important that you are aware uh, of the particular philosophy. It's the philosophy of the evolution of what it means to be human. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, people right now that are experiencing uh, an evolution of sorts within who they are, uh, both mentally, physically, spiritually, and otherwise. Um, so that would be one of the recommendations as far as advice is concerned. Um, I've also uh, lived a life of extreme adversity, uh, which has enabled me to be able to coach a cross-section of people in a lot of different genres. And there's a series of questions um, that I have applied and I also advocate others apply. When they reach a particular point in their life where there is um, a juncture point that they're not too sure what to do. So I'm just going to relay what those questions are. If I understand this is happening not to me, but for me, what is the blessing or opportunity here? That brings a whole new dimension uh, to how you're experiencing something rather than why is this happening to me? Why this? Why, why me? Why now? And has you completely changed perspective? What if the universe has an exquisite plan for me, one that is so beautiful it would blind my eyes? What would that plan look like? There's a lot of SSD going on right now. SSD, serious significancy and drama. A lot of negativity, a lot of default behavior. I also specialize in what I term the default identity. Moment by moment by moment, you're either in your power or you're in your default. If you're in your default, uh, that's when you're experiencing all the disempowered behavior. All of disempowerment is a function of being disconnected, feeding projections. You're either out in the future creating worlds that aren't even here yet, or you're dragging in something from the past. All of human suffering is a function of what we make things mean. If you want to stop suffering, people, stop making things mean something. Um, and that's what I mean about you're either living in an associated 
state or a disassociated state, connected state, disconnected state, empowered state, disempowered state. You've got a choice. You've got a choice on how you react. You've got a choice in what you feel. You've got a choice on what you do. The most powerful distinction on the planet is choice, moment by moment by moment. How is this beautiful? How could this be a beautiful divine redirection? Again, it's a perspective thing. What have I been asked to surrender to completely? You know, surrender in the context of leadership specifically is not something that, that you go to willingly. And I know for uh, quite a few experiences that I've had in my own life, you know, you get the tap on the shoulder, you ignore it, you get the four by two at the back of the head, you ignore it, and then you get the Mack truck experience. Sometimes our intuition, our GPS system, you know, there are a lot of messages on a on a day-to-day -day basis that we're ignoring. And sometimes, you know, for us to evolve and grow, sometimes we attract experiences that are far beyond the context of what it is that we believe that we can handle. And sometimes we have to completely surrender to that experience. So part of what I also teach is equanimous leadership. Uh, equanimity is my favorite word. Uh, the ability to be the observer of what is, not how it could have been, should have been, wanted it to be. Um, I believe it's a very powerful um, discipline as far as leadership is concerned. Um, how do you reach that state of equanimity? How do you live and lead equanimously um, as part of the inquiry? And one of the last questions is, what scary move have I been ignoring or delaying that is not possible because I'm at the uh, what's called uh, tabula rasa? which is at that juncture point where it's kind of like a blank canvas. When you've been stripped of everything and you're in this space of uncertainty, you can either view that as a very terrifying experience or you can actually view that as an opportunity for um, the growth, the magic, the slipstream, the vortex, and actually get excited, the complete opposite to what it is that you're experiencing. And that's all very well for me to say on this call today. I believe there's a hell of a lot of people hurting out there so in the other pieces of advice that I have, um, I believe one of the key aspects is support. Support is a strength, it's not a weakness. And in a lot of cases, a lot of leaders specifically are unwilling to get the support. Sometimes there's stigmatization because of who they are. If they were seen to be asking for support, it would mean that they don't have all of the answers. Well, nobody can be expected to have all the answers, especially not at a time like this. Um, so in the context of what people are experiencing right now there are seven stages to grief and to be quite honest with you we've got a planet right now grieving because grief is about loss who am i in my identity if my role is in question who am i when i'm not in control who am i if um who i was pre-covid and who i am now are unrecognizable to myself because i've always i've always known what to do and now you don't so respecting and having compassion for what the seven stages of grief are and being able to have some compassion for what it is that you're experiencing instead of the judgment, assessment and criticism that you have of yourself or others around you. I think grief needs to be embraced. Grief needs to be understood uh, in the context of what people are experiencing right now. I also have a belief that if you are, you are never given anything that you can't handle. And I speak from a hell of a lot of experience in that regard. Um, if you've been dealt it, then uh, you have what it takes to be able to cope with it. Again, that's all very well to say in the context of mental health. In the article that I wrote this week, um, there needs to be more dialogue. There needs to be more inquiry. There needs to be more openness. For me, I specialize in the most senior uh, level of leadership, so I'm interested. Fish stinks from the head down, no disrespect. 
but you more than anybody um, deserve to be supported. And if you've been dealt some cards, then uh, you do have the ability to be able to handle what it is that you've been dealt. You just need to know how to deal the cards. And for that to occur, you need support to be able to learn how to transition. Uh, personal boundaries, uh, mission critical. It's the number one success strategy for every single successful person on the planet. If you don't put petrol in the car, I ain't gonna go anywhere. Um, you have to mandate, you know, if you're wanting to, again, this is advice on how to navigate uncertainty. Um, rather than waking of a morning and getting onto your devices and getting onto your 20,000 emails and so forth, you need to create the discipline from the minute you get up in the morning to the minute you go to bed. So I'll give you um, an example of my average day. I will get out of bed, I will meditate. I will go for a 30 minute walk. Whilst I'm going on that 30 minute walk, I'm listening to every single goal I have in my life, personally and professionally on audio in the affirmative as if it's already happened. I'm a lifelong learner, so I'll always be listening to something of a motivational nature. So it's kind of like dovetail. I get the fitness and I also get the uh, learning every day. I come back, I do a gratitude journal, uh, one page of what I'm grateful for every day. I will then, uh, I'm on a food regime. Um, so I will obviously manage my food um, and then I will uh, get into my day. Uh, that is mandated every day. Seven, uh, seven days a week um, I do not deviate um, because to have petrol in the car you can go the distance reach the destination at the speed with which you want to go if you're wondering why you feel deflated if you're wondering why you're feeling stressed if you're wondering why it's you're disassociated from source and have you ever tried to vacuum when you haven't plugged in and turned it on it's a bit tricky and I see a lot of people doing leadership uh, versus being leadership in the context of doing leadership when you do something from a doing this context, it's hard, struggle, anxiety, pressure, overwhelm. When you do things from a being this context, it's when you're in flow, when you're in the zone. You know, when you see a leaf on a river, it doesn't have a pissy fit when it reaches an obstacle, it rises above the obstacle and keeps going. So fueling yourself is mission critical on a day-to-day -day basis. And accessing the being the state of leadership versus doing leadership is getting into your heart and get out of your freaking head. Uh, because it's very, very dangerous territory up there. Taking things a day at a time. Uh, human beings are wired to either be in an empowered state or a disempowered state. And I live by a mantra uh, that I apply every day. Is what you're thinking uh, congruent to forwarding the game? If it's not, don't think it. Is what I'm saying congruent to forwarding the game? If it's not, I don't say it. Uh, is what I'm doing forwarding the game? If it's not, I don't do it. And in who I'm generally being on a 24-hour basis, this, is that forwarding the game if it's not I don't be that you've got to know what your game is you know and at the moment uh, I see a lot of people part of part of what comes with the human condition they're disconnected feeding these fear-based projections that they're creating you're the one creating half of the dynamics which is the irony if you haven't done enough work on the non-linear traditional skills on the mindset skills on the human skills you will oscillate you will not be out of sustained state which is why it's mission critical you look at nature, you know, when you plant a seed in the ground, you can't stand over the plant and go, grow, you bastard. You know, the, it, it just happens. You got to water it. You got to manure it. You got to cultivate it. It happens in its own time span. Sometimes people are wanting to get out of the experience that they're in because they don't like how they're feeling. Yet the irony is the learning is and the growth occurs by being able to be with what is, which is the economist viewpoint. Instead of the resist-persist cycle, the ability to be able to be with and also to 
heaven help us start listening again to our intuition we were born fearless born intuitive and born connected that was our birthright how do we come back to that now you as a human being your birthright was that you were born fearless so the irony is um, being able to um, leave, live and lead a fearless existence is a function of living in the now moment in a connected state to whatever you view connectedness to um, so I specialize in also what I call co-creative leadership who you are in your human form is limited who you are in your co-creative form is limitless so I'm more interested in the co-creative realm uh, so to me co-creation higher power universal force collective consciousness god I'm not attached to what you call it however when you're when you're connected to the national grid uh, you are able to perform at a much higher level than you are in your humanistic realm. Um, so for me, being out of control as a leader, obviously there's a positive aspect of control, uh, phenomenal, but the, uh, there's also another context to being out of control, which is uh, where you can access that infinite mindset. The magic lies in the unknown, not in the known realm. And not all storms have come to disrupt your life. You know, sometimes they come to actually clear your path. And in the context of nothing is permanent, people, you know, birth, death, rebirth, uh, the life, life occurs in cycles. So what we're experiencing here on the planet right now, uh, globally, uh, is a cycle. Um, and I believe that there is massive growth. Uh, and if we look at things from a different perspective, um, then... Uh, because we are being forced to grow, to actually see it as a good thing. Um, and uh, to be able to have more people who are associated, more people who are connected, is going to actually serve this planet and serve humanity as a whole. Wow, Sally, great insights as always. This is so unique how you approach uh, the topics of mindset and transformation to culture. I, I really love it. So let me do a short recap. We now establish the why and what navigating uncertainty actually means. We establish some signals and some insights to turn around your mindset and thinking and to move forward into a more positive mindset, but more empowered mindset. The next question for me logically would focus on how to navigate and regain empowerment. What are your two cents on this one? Good question. I genuinely care about those that are hurting out there, especially those at the most senior level of leadership. So uh, in closing today, there's um, a few things that may be of assistance to those that are listening. First of all, a few resources that I would recommend. Uh, I mentioned before a book called Why Me, Why This, Why Now? It's by Robin Norwood. Uh, it's a, it's a, a go-to book for me with my clients um, because there are many times in life where we do question, I mean, why is this happening to me? Um, why is it happening now? Uh, so highly recommend for those that are in, in questioning. Sometimes you can go mad questioning the why. <laughs> and sometimes you need to stop that and actually come to a reckoning within yourself. Um, but I would highly recommend that book. Joseph Campbell wrote a book called Synchronicity in a Path to Leadership. Uh, of the thousand of leaders that I've coached over the last 20 years, it's a book that is the number one book that I recommend. It's a true story uh, about uh, the journey of someone who stood for uh, establishing the uh, American uh, Leadership Forum and the being the state of leadership versus doing leadership. It is a phenomenal read about his journey on who am I to change the thinking of Fortune 500 leaders. Um, and you know, who am I not? 
so it's his journey on establishing uh, this particular forum uh, in America. So it's a true story. Um, but the journey that he went on and the journey of uncertainty, the journey of going from he was a high powered um, lawyer uh, and going from a very established structured role into becoming an entrepreneur and um, following his calling, as it were. Um, any leader out there that hasn't uh, read Synchronicity in a path to leadership, I'd highly recommend. Uh, I think you can relate to uh, the journey that he went on with reference to being challenged to champion a higher perspective. Uh, I studied with the Legacy Leadership Institute in Canada uh, a number of years back, and legacy for me is one of the most profound conversations to facilitate with a human being on the planet. What are you doing here? What is your DNA calling you to be in the world? What magnificence are you yet to bring forth? So whilst leaders right now are in that quagmire of the stinking thinking when they're disempowered, um, there's a much bigger game at play. Um, in the questions that I posed before, maybe, just maybe, this is forcing you out of your comfort zone because to be a change agent, your job is to be in shoes that are confronting, resistant, uncomfortable all the time. That's that confrontation resistance and uncomfortability are the cornerstones to being a change agent go looking to be confronted go looking to be resistant go looking to be uncomfortable you know that's where the magic is you know but get excited about that um so highly recommend going and reading that book i believe you'll get a lot of value out of it and even to your direct reports you know your exec people on your executives they would thoroughly enjoy reading that book right now and lastly, uh, Simon Sinek uh, has written his latest book, which is Developing the Infinite Mindset. Um, I talk about um, the default identity in the co-creative realm. One's limited, one's limitless. He talks about the finite mindset. This is the infinite mindset. And uh, I believe, and it's been written during this COVID-19 time for leaders uh, and highly recommend also going and watching the interview between himself and Brene Brown. So how do I navigate uncertainty? Uh, first of all, I love it. That's my domain. That's my norm. Um, and again, I didn't come here with me. Uh, I've lived a life, as I said um, before, of uh, adversity. Um, and as much as at the time I didn't believe it was a gift, it certainly has become a gift uh, in the context of what it is that I teach. So uncertainty is my norm. Uh, that's where the growth is. Uh, you know, when you are, when things are certain, uh, that is limited when things are uncertain that is limitless um, so i specialize in what i term co-creation uh, and i train leaders to evolve their consciousness to a higher realm to a higher level of perspective uh, because when you're operating in the co-creative realm you can do more by doing less uh, and you are fueled uh, so uh, my interest in um, uh, given my statement before about traditional leadership being dead uh, that linear construct of leadership cannot partner leadership. We are in such uncertain uh, times and it's unprecedented uh, because there's so much unknown. But that can be an exciting thing given where we're headed. But the traditional leadership teachings will not be able to assist to the degree with what's afoot. So the non-linear teachings, we can talk about human skills, um, you know, one of the statistics um, that was um, stated uh, is the 44% uh, are having to demonstrate more of a need for soft and human skills to be able to navigate. There is a higher expectation, 74% of employees expected a greater transparency from their leaders. 
Um, 72% of leaders noted that employees became kinder and more considerate during this period. Um, I mean, pretty impressive stats in the context of, you know, what it is that we're experiencing right now. So I mentioned a thing called SSD before, serious significance and drama. Um, that seems to come with the human territory when people are feeling disempowered or they feel as though they're surviving this experience. Um, that can only occur if you're disconnected feeding these projections that I talk about. That just comes with the human territory. Um, so it's our responsibility to uh, learn uh, how to uh, understand our mindset better uh, through the discipline of choice. Uh, so in my world, um, I love uncertainty. I go looking for it every day. I partner clients every day to be able to embrace uncertainty. Uh, it is a complete paradigm shift uh, from uh, being out of control for me is um, something that I enjoy. Um, and when you live there as your norm, it's a bit like being in the zone. Leaders experience moments of being in the zone, but they don't believe that they can live in the zone all the time. Now, if you're a surfer and being at one with the waves, if you're a skier and being at one with the mountain, uh, if you're a golfer, you know, and you have that one golf shot and you're at one with the golf shot. Now, those moments and those experiences of being in the zone are profound. You can't access the zone when you're not connected. And if the planet currently is being forced to connect into what they're feeling, forced to connect into uh, looking at life in a particular way, in a different way, I'm interested in how do you access the zone all the time, uh, living in the zone all the time. So you have moments of being in the zone, you have a day, you have a week, you have a month, you have a year, and then you become unconsciously competent. A bit like getting in the car, you're 15, all a bit clunky. You get in your car now, you don't even think about it. You've moved from being unconsciously incompetent to unconsciously competent. So I believe as leaders are being forced into this domain of uncertainty, it's also forcing them to actually connect in a new paradigm. And what's possible is that they can access the zone more, that slipstream, that vortex, where there are completely new possibilities possible. Our 30 minutes of fame are over for today. Uh, thank you, Sally. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining the session and sharing your insights. Um, I think uh, the content you shared was indispensable and really top, top, top notch. For the people who are interested in learning more about Sally, uh, learning more about the solutions we offer, uh, or have a direct question in respect to uh, gaining some inspiration for basically your team or, or yourself. Uh, Sally, uh, how can people get in touch with you? So I feel profoundly privileged to be part of the DNA and associate team and my fellow associates. Uh, so uh, first protocol is to be able to go to the DNA site. Uh, all of the associates are online. Uh, the three service offerings that I currently have are um, building resilience that lasts, mastering the inner game. Uh, that can be adopted uh, in a workshop environment. Uh, I uh, predominantly focus on CEOs, executive teams, high-level leaders, um, because I'm interested in being able to partner those leaders in experiencing, uh, establishing a, an empowered culture versus a disempowered culture. Uh, so that's one of the service offerings. The other service offering is Mastering the Art of Closing. I'm the queen of being able to close. Uh, it's a particular service offering that is unique to those organizations that are wanting to transform their KPI culture. So instead of having a disempowered KPI culture, wanting to stand for a KPI empowered culture, that again is done at an executive level. 
And I also partner uh, senior leaders in uh, one-on-one co-creative leadership partnership programs over a six, nine or 12 month period. It's not um, a partnership for the faint hearted, but those that are wanting to evolve to a new level of trajectory and wanting to really champion uh, the legacy of why they are here and be able to make a more significant difference on the planet uh, for those that resonate with um, that. That's also an offering on the site. And it would be a profound privilege to serve uh, those uh, that are championing themselves, their people, um, and their uh, calling right now.